the Pittsburgh Steelers go through another week where nothing went right, and they lose. And it's another week that's full of excuses. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers fall to 4-3 and three after a 20-10 to 10 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, a game that, I mean, in plenty of ways sucked for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It wasn't just that they lost and they couldn't get anything going. It was that there was a lot working against them. There were injuries. It, it stunk. In the whole grand scheme of things, top to bottom, this game was not good for the Pittsburgh Steelers and was one that, well, was bad enough that they have plenty of excuses on why they will not make any changes moving forward. And there are two big ones, and those two big ones need to be addressed. But the grand scheme of things needs to be addressed. The whole big picture, the whole why do the Pittsburgh Steelers continue to do this to themselves and continue to ignore the big, huge, giant, glaring elephant in the room and continue to just move on and deal with mediocre And we have one little quote that has stuck out to me that makes things very, very alarming for those that are hoping for progress. Let's start with the excuses, because the Pittsburgh Steelers got two of them. The first one is the referees. Hands down. I've been covering this team for five years. I've been watching football my entire life. I've been covering football for many, many years. Never in all my days have I seen an officiating crew that was as bad as this one. And I'm sorry, I don't think that they lost the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Deontay Johnson does, and I can't argue with them. You want to know why? Because from start to finish, in every single way imaginable, any chance, any opportunity that they had to make this a lopsided game, they did it. It was the hottest topic of conversation all throughout the arena. It was the hottest topic of conversation in the locker room and in the press box and anywhere else that people were hanging out through four quarters of football. I do not know how you fix NFL refs. I, before this weekend, fully acknowledged that they were a massive problem in the league. But watching this game and leaving this game, man, this is the first time that I could sit here and say, I do not know how you fix it. I do not know how you even start the conversation to fix it. But they got to fix it because this was bad and there's no accountability. And I hold no bias in a locker room or in a press box. I do not sit there and root for a team. I do not sit there and get excited over anything. I sit there and I watch and I observe and I take notes and I tell stories. That's what I do. And this one, there was a part of me as I sat there the entire time that just went, I am angry at you for being so bad at your job. I am upset with how terrible you are performing right now. It doesn't matter how bad Kenny Pickett is or how many drops Deontay Johnson has or how bad the offensive line is. The referees are playing worse than all of you and you need to go. Don't know how you fix it, but you got to fix it. My gosh, awful. The second one is Kenny Pickett, who goes down with an injury right at halftime, 
rib injury. Don't know how long he's going to miss, but it's seeming like maybe he's going to miss some time. He tried to warm up after halftime. He was unable to go. Mitch Trubitsky comes in. He plays terrible. He throws two interceptions. Really, the second one was just a toss-up at the end of the game. The first one was awful and probably ended the game, put away any opportunity that the Steelers had to come back in this contest. But he looked really bad. And now the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking at a performance where they put up 100 yards in the first half, where Kenny Pickett looked terrible once again, outside of maybe a couple of passes here or there, where the offensive line had really dull moments, where Najee Harris wasn't really running super strong at all times, and where the defense started to struggle because of how often they had to be on the field. And that led to some injuries, and that led to really a lot of issues overall and the Pittsburgh Steelers they have two reasons to just totally ignore it and they plan to totally ignore it they are moving forward with no changes with no belief that they need to change and honestly Mike Tomlin's hitting a point where he's just spitting stuff out there all the time that makes you go what are you talking about because that makes zero sense and should be very alarming to Pittsburgh Steelers fans because that's where it is I have people tweeting at me all the time and sliding in my DMs and texting me and emailing me and commenting on my stories and the YouTube videos and just saying, please, please just ask Mike Tomlin why he is just totally ignoring us. Please ask why there is no accountability when it comes to the coaching staff. Please ask these questions because I just can't watch this anymore. I talk to people on the daily who are constantly telling me, I am slowly giving up on the Pittsburgh Steelers because they refuse to acknowledge their issues. That's concerning. Mike Tomlin was asked about the issues today. He wasn't asked about the whole four quarters because once Mitch Trubitsky came in, that puts an asterisk in everything. And that's an excuse and a reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers don't have to make any changes. So he was asked about the first half. And what does he say? He says this, quote, the early portions of the game doesn't decide the outcome. It doesn't. It usually doesn't. It didn't today. Obviously, you want more fluid starts, but it didn't determine the outcome of the game. The Pittsburgh Steelers went into halftime down nine to six or six to three. Excuse me. No, I believe it was nine to six or nine to three. Excuse me. Numbers. They ended the game down 20 to 10. And you could blame the referees on getting rid of a field goal because Somebody was supposed to be offsides when they clearly were not offsides. And you could go back. There was actually a Jaguar offsides, not Isaac Siamalu. You could blame it on not one, but two pass interference calls that probably weren't pass interference calls. You could blame it on a face mask on Joey Porter Jr., where Travis Etienne was grabbing his face mask. You could blame it on runoffs at the end of the first half that made zero sense whatsoever. You could blame it on Kenny Pickett's injury right at the end of the half and saying, hey, we didn't have enough firepower in the second half. But that's my point. My point is, is that you're ignoring the first half of football because that is not the fourth quarter of football and it is not where you strive. But in situations like this, where you are already behind the eight ball, once your backup quarterback comes in, you have zero opportunity to come away with a win here. Other teams will give themselves a chance. Other teams could take leads that allow them to protect leads. The Pittsburgh Steelers don't know what protecting a lead is. They have zero idea what that is. And Mike Tomlin doesn't even care about trying to do so. 
He acknowledges that you want to start off fast, but doesn't care that they don't. That's an issue. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going a whole other week where they just are ignoring the issues and giving the media something to talk about because that's what Mike Tomlin loves to do and acknowledged or acknowledged that he loves to do it. But it's becoming a very concerning routine here. Once a week, you just watch a football game and you decide, wow, the Pittsburgh Steelers got nothing offensively and it's probably Matt Canada's fault. But who cares where the issues are? You got to fix the issues, right? Like, that's the big thing. At this point, it's not fire Matt Canada just to fire Matt Canada. It's please, no matter what you have to do, solve what's going wrong. I think that's where everybody's at. I think the whole grand scheme of things, everyone has gone from you have to get rid of the offensive coordinator to if that's the problem, if the offensive coordinator is the problem, get rid of him. If the quarterback is the problem, get rid of him. If the offensive line is the problem, get rid of him. If it's the wide receivers, get rid of them. It doesn't matter. Just solve the problem. Mike Tomlin's not into solving the problem. He's not into acknowledging the problem. The Steelers, they're not really into acknowledging the problem. They're just going to keep saying that it needs to be better execution, and they're going to keep relying on more and more excuses to pop up on a week-to-week basis whenever they lose. And then when they win, we could just ignore it all because that's what they do. And it'll be a constant cycle. And they'll probably end up with like nine wins. I hope it's more. I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers have the talent and the opportunity to be a really good football team this season and to finish the year strong and to head into the playoffs with some sort of hope. But you got to generate that hope. You got to take advantage of that hope. You got to take advantage of the talent. And to do so, you got to make adjustments and you got to fix the problems. But for right now, they're just going to rely on excuses.